stuck. I got a bad feeling about this. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Han Solo. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Can't wait. Let's get this is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. Bart and Han. Power hour. Get to the chopper. Pump you up. 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776 is the number. Get on the phones right now. I need to hear from Jets fans. Are you watching tonight's game like with like like covering your eyes? Like, are you worried? Looking at your old boyfriend. Like, are you like? How is your emotion for this game? I want you to tell me how I'm supposed to watch this game tonight. Unaffected? Should I be bothered? Should I be rooting for something bad to happen? Like, I want him to look terrible. Like, how should I feel? Because part of me is like, I'm kind of happy for him. He could go three and zero. Texans are obviously a beatable team. And they could be three and zero, and that'd be great. Good for him. He's, he's, offensive player of the month. I mean, he he did once. I said I said this before. Has he ever won three straight games? He actually has. In twenty nineteen, he did late in the season. Of course, remember when it went on everything street. was when going the right way with injuries. Yeah. Right? Adam Gase is like, oh, maybe Adam Gase has it figured out. Uh, maybe not. So I just want to know from you how I'm supposed to feel. How we as a family, yes, a family are watching this game tonight, Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans, with Sam Darnold and the Panthers looking at 3-0 and as a start to the season. How am I supposed to feel? That's that. And we are doing this, Bart, on Mo Lewis Day. <laughs> are we celebrating I mean, Mo Lewis amazing? Day? We are doing this on Mo Lewis Day. On Molo's day. We finally get to a quarterback, and it's the wrong guy. Anybody that doesn't know, 20 years ago, Mo Lewis uh, put a hit. Shot heard he, around he the league. He and Sean Ellis, actually, put a hit on Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, thanks, that actually, if you read the story, there's a fantastic story uh, that is up right now on ESPN.com. Uh, Mike Reese. No, no, that's not Mike Reese's story. No, this is Seth Wickersham's story. That's right. And Seth put up this story, and it is like, it's, I mean, when you read this thing about how seriously injured Drew was, like, he was, it, the internal Spin bleeding blood, yeah. was scary. They didn't know, and then all of a sudden he was, like, kind of, like, losing it, and they took him to the hospital, like, no, no, I got to get to the yeah, hospital if they, now. Yeah, if they wouldn't have got him there, that blood would have filled up. And he, that happened to another player, too. Like, he didn't realize he had internal bleeding. It's. I mean, I was reading this and I couldn't believe like a like a what was it, a pint an hour or something like that. It was so it was unbelievable how much blood he was losing, uh, the internal bleeding that he had going on, and he was standing with the team doing the team prayer at the end of the game. You know what they say, man? For something to live, something has to die. Drew Bledsoe career dead. Tom Brady, rise, my son, rise. I just, just that's a day, of course, Brady, now that they were 0-2. Yeah, thank the, 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 you know, the, the Jets won that game like 10-3 or something yeah, like that. The entire league thanks you guys. And then, thanks a lot. Yeah, Appreciate and then, of course, the legend, of, the legend of Tom began that 
fateful day, of course. So that that so we have that to enjoy on top of the fact that we also have Sam Darnold, the former Jet, looking at three and zero. I'm while, happy for him, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I was going to ask you, so should we be happy? So there's that going on, right? So if you want to pile on to the misery, I mean, the water's warm. Everybody jump in. How about this 12-year-old on TikTok who is doing now what like Dan Olofsky and, and Brian Baldinger and a lot of other people are starting to do now, which is always interesting to watch, where you break down plays of your team and you start to see the things that we as regular fans, we don't necessarily get to see them that detailed, but it makes sense. Oh, okay, now I understand what went wrong on that play. So take a listen to this 12-year-old. Who is a 12-year-old, right? I don't even know who it is. Right? You said he's 12 years old. He's 12 years old. Listen to this breakdown of, of one just absolute abomination. Was, this was the first interception that Zach Wilson threw? Take a listen to this yeah. way he described how this whole play went down. If there's one play that sums up the New York Jets, this one has to be it. This Patriot's winning off the edge. This Jets lineman is probably holding. There's a Patriot charging up the middle at Zach with no blocking at all. This Jets dude is being pancaked on the ground. We have these two idiots staring at each other like, yo, what are we doing? I don't know. Let's just stand here. We have 78 touching his own lineman. On top of that, we have two receivers with zero separation, and the cherry on top has to be Zach Wilson throwing this pick. (laughs) And Corey Davis has no hops. (laughs) Corey Davis has no hops. Mm. I think out of all of the things, like Corey Davis had no hops, is probably what's going to hurt the most. Was that, was He's that, probably like, oh, man, I can jump. Man. I got a 36-inch <laughs> vertical, man. But how about he goes, this My guy, was, <laughs> this lineman's probably holding. Right. <laughs> then you, you literally had two tight ends looking at each other, like blocking absolutely nobody. Yeah, which, which is amazing to see that in the freeze frame, where you're just two guys that are like, um, all right, the scheme says we're supposed to be here, but ain't nobody around. Where they go? <laughs> Did we slide the protection the wrong way? Bart, how like always suggest I'm numb to this. Always I'm numb to it. Listen, always suggest, man. Is it? Listen, I never had to deal with this when I was in Baltimore. Baltimore never embarrasses you like this. Like, not for on the field, not butt fumbles, not the Mo Lewis thing, not uh, a little kid breaking that breaking us down, making fun of us. He's twelve and he's making fun of you. And you're rich. He's twelve, he's making fun of you, and he's right. That's the other part. He's right. Yes. Everything he showed wasn't something. Well, I don't know about the hops thing. Yeah, you know, he, you know, he got you But I would put, like you, to you I like them hands because that other interception went right yeah, through them. Yeah. You could have put a pack of index cards. That's how high he got off the ground. I don't know Eesh. if he wasn't prepared for it, but yeah, he didn't have no hops. Uh, all right. Well, there, there's that all that going on. 800 3776 We'll grab the calls in a moment. But there is something that caught Bart Scott's attention today. In Detroit, his hometown, hmm. the head coach of the Lions. Hmm. Made something that we already knew was happening. Adam Schefter had reported yesterday that Jamie Collins, a linebacker with the Lions, has not practiced and is now the subject of trade discussions. The Lions are taking calls or exploring a trade for Collins. Dan Campbell this morning acknowledged that. Yes, indeed, we are trying to trade him. And Bart's got Appreciate this. him in the offseason, getting his weight down, doing what we asked him to do. His attitude's been great. Has nothing to do with any of that. Just felt like it was time for a reduced role, and I have too much respect for him to do that. And we felt like it was time for Barnes and, and Reeves Maven to play more. And so uh, this is really why we made the decision that we're making, trying to move forward. So I wish him the best of luck. We'll work through this. And uh, time for Barnes and, and Reeves to go. 
Now he's talking about obviously younger players. Collins, thirty-two, Bart. He's still it's a big contract they're going to have to deal with. No, they they restructured a little bit last year and kind of chopped it up so it can be because they were trying to sign Kenny Galladay, so they chopped it up a little bit. Um, new details on. I forget. Adding about four, almost four million in dead cap, basically. Yeah, that, but that's, and a, that's six a, in, in that. dead cap for twenty-two. But it would free up some some cap room as well for them. Uh, the point is, though, is he did not look good against the Packers. He looked terrible. So what do you see in him? And you really want the Jets to make this call? I mean, why not? He's a capable player, right? We saw what he did in that division. He's not old, 31 years old in three days. That's nothing. Um, understanding that C.J. Mosley's out there on the island by himself and he's working with a bunch of young guys. Jamie Collins has always been flexible, a guy that can rush off the edge. He can give you that versatility that you always want in your, in your players. Because he doesn't have to come here and start. He can come in here and give you some pass rush, but he's a tremendous blitzer, and he's always been good in catching the ball, right? So, like, I think he still has some juice left. If you can get him for almost nothing, give him a, a six-round pick or something like that or a seventh-round pick, who cares? You know, the Jets don't have a shortage of picks. They got plenty of picks. They've been stacking picks. But is he worth a 32-year-old? Is he for, worth it? For this year? Yeah, I believe so. He gives, he gives you a, a unique, dynamic weapon. Like, we don't know how much he got left in the tank, but – you know, he's 31 years old. He should be able to still be able to contribute. And at this point, you're trying to find whoever you can find that can help. Understand that Davis is going to be out for, for a while. He's, he's on a short-term IR, so you don't have him for six days. You know, the backup, Nazadine, you know, came in. You know, he's getting bounced around a little bit. He's a traditional box safety that also plays DN as well. So who knows how, how, how long Lawson's going to be there. You, that allows you to keep Lawson maybe fresh. He's played in these type of systems. I'll give it a shot. Why not? Okay, well, we'll see if anything does come of that. They are fielding calls from teams. Maybe the Jets are one of them. The defense has not been an issue for the Jets. Obviously, the other side of the ball has been the issue, at least was in week two, which they have to improve, and they definitely have to improve it this weekend against a really good Broncos team. Um, Now, another thing that I know you were all over with this is Mike LaFleur talking today to the media, Hmm. and he said, you know, that Denzel Mims – had a hell of a practice today. Really, really like the not, way not, he not, practiced. Now we break it. Now we breaking down one practice. That's what we doing now. One practice. Now all of a sudden, then one practice. Now we we're talking about it publicly that he had a good practice. But did he have a good practice on special teams? Because that's what he has to do. <laughs> He's got to be able to play special teams. So, like, what are we talking about? See, that's what I'm saying. If man. he if he is in the lineup on Sunday, what does that tell you? That it's all fish pace. Like, come on, man. Like this kid, I don't know what it is, but if you if you have a talented kid when you need as much talent on the field as you can, and he's one of your more you can't tell me he's not one of your top fifty three. Well, if you watch talented the tape, players, you know you're having guys have to go get the ball. Like you, you know, again, you got to help. Yeah, the no kid hops. Out. Yeah, guess what? Guess when you don't need hops, um, young fella that broke down to play when you're six two. Mm. Because you don't have to jump as high because you're more, mainly taller than the people that's, that's, that's covering you. All interesting headlines going on right there on the Jets side of things. Of course, on the Giants side of things, an important game for them coming up 1 o'clock as well. Big. As they've got Big a game that is a winnable, must-win kind of feeling that there is. I know it's, it sounds stupid to say it, but I'll say it. I mean, this is, again, a Falcons team you should beat. Yeah, you, you, you don't beat the Falcons. You could be 0-8. And, and still looking for Saquon to look like yeah. Saquon, like all that stuff. So, again, lots to talk about with you. 800-919-3776. But tonight we Week three begins, and it begins with, of course, if again, a New York familiarity, you have Sam Darnold. And Sam yeah. Darnold has a chance to go 3-0 and with the Panthers. And all I asked was the simple question, how, how are we as a family supposed to watch this game here in New York? Let's go to Kyle in West Orange. Go ahead, Kyle. 
to watch this game, I'm going to watch it, and it's going to upset my stomach to see <laughs> this guy throw behind the line like that and make these plays with the weapons he has. Because when he was here, he was he didn't he did we were he did well his first what his first year or two. Then all of a sudden, it was it. He they just he was getting killed as, uh, from the offensive line offensive line. And when he said, and this is Bart, listen to this. When he said, Sam Darnold said, I'm seeing ghosts, mm. that was like the booty, the booty incident with Sanchez. I said, no, tell me he didn't just say that. That was the butt, that was a butt fumble thing. moment. Look, you know what's funny? That was the he butt said, fumble moment. But listen, listen, Kyle. He said, I'm seeing ghosts against which team? Patriots. Against, I understand. That would be Bel- Bill Belichick. Who did? Who did Zach Bel- Wilson? Zach Wilson was throwing to ghosts against who? Bill Belichick. Okay, I understand, but he was also running for his life. Yeah. And and Gruden said this last year. Gruden said, if any of you guys think you could just go get an offensive line, you're not going to do that because they're hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So you got to develop something to get that ball. Again, he needs weapons. Bart even said it. Bart, I listen to you, man, and you're absolutely right. He needs weapons. Please go get somebody. With this new guy, Thomas, and some senior players that can help these young players develop. Yeah, I'm not looking for, of course, they may not go to Super Bowl, but I want some type of growth with this, just build a good foundation so this kid within four or five years is like, well, I'm out. Because I'm done. I'm no, like so you, a, uh, look, you're going up. Win. Thanks, Kyle. Well, you're going up against a really good defense. You're going up against a really good defensive coach in Vic Fangio. I mean, you're, this is and and by the way, in Denver. So you add that on top of it as well. This is not an easy game. Like this is going to be a challenge and a very difficult game. And yeah, it's one it's that you really right, Bart. Yeah. They've got to keep it simple. Yeah, they've got to keep it simple and they got to run the ball. You got to try and win it at the end. And the thing is, Vic Vangio keeps it simple, too. And you have a better game manager right there in Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Now, if this was Locker, then I would expect them to, hey, Drew maybe Locke. they can, yeah, Drew Locke, maybe they can, uh, maybe they can win this game. But Teddy Bridgewater's too smart. He's playing too efficient. It's, I just want a good game. I don't know if they can win this game. No, but, you know, I'm not looking for wins. I'm looking for, I think, what Kyle said. I'm just looking to believe in growth. something. And if I see Zach look better, and then I'll feel better. Like, if I see him throwing more picks, I won't feel better. So I just want to see, just let me see that you learn from it, and we're not going to see these YOLO kind of throws that, that you were putting out there. Let's go to Arsenio and Clifton. Go ahead, Arsenio. How are you guys? It's What's nice up? to hear you guys together again. It's been a while. It's good to be together. Yeah, way to go, Alan. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> what do you got for us? Han! So, being that, being, as a Jeff fan, um, you know, Seeing Sam Darnold succeed, you know, it hurts a little bit because, you know, we wanted him to succeed here, obviously. But we also understand the circumstances that he was under. Now, my my main point is, is Zach Wolf, I mean, if Sam Darnold was on the Jets this year, we would have lost that first game against the Panthers, 38-3, to and we would have lost that last game, 45-0. to, to nothing. So, I mean, we, we know Zach Wilson is 100% better than Sam Darnold. He will be better. And we see what's being built. You know what? All right, and thanks for the call, Arsenio. Bart, I do want to ask you that. Yeah, I don't so know. So, Sam. Uh, they might have beat the Panthers. Who's better and all that stuff? But, but Sam, we know, is who he is. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't stick with Sam because they thought Zach Wilson had higher, higher 
right? Higher, higher ceiling, yeah. When you look at the two, do you feel that same thing? Do you like, I know Zach Wilson is really, really inexperienced and it's showing right mm-hmm. now, but he does have potential to be greater yeah. than what Sam's yes, potential course, was, yeah. right? I mean, he has much better arm talent, right? So that's what they're investing in. Yeah, arm talent, right? Because, listen, that's something that you, you're either born with or you're not born with. Yeah. There's been guys that didn't have tremendous arm talent became great players. You talk about Drew Brees, things like that. I would think Sam Darnold, you know, his ceiling could be um, Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to call him Tyrod Taylor because I think he's better than Tyrod Taylor, but I think he can be like a pretty good quarterback. You know, I just think that Zach Wilson can be like a generational type of talent, right? He can if he if he figures it out and we don't ruin him too early, and he's able to handle the media, he doesn't he handles the criticism, and they're able to continue to build around him. Mm-hmm. He he has an electric arm, right? He has electric arm talent. He can do things on a, on a football field that not a lot of people can do just with his arm. Like like when Peyton was sitting there talking about. Aaron Rodgers and how he's like how Peyton said he had to line his body up with his throw and saying oh well but Aaron Rodgers man he's open he throws across his body and it still goes there like he's so enamored of how great he is without even having to be fundamentally sound that's kind of what Zach Wilson is right you 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 only get that from a couple of guys you get that from Lamar Jackson you get that from Pat Mahomes you get that from Aaron Rodgers, and you get that from Russell Wilson. Everybody else has to be technically sound. Even Tom, terrific. Even guys like Stafford have to be lined up. You know, mechanics have to be good. Mm-hmm. This kid doesn't have to be that. He has such arm strength. It's not because he's a big guy. He's just born with a like with that type of. It's arm. a natural, natural, natural physical ability that yeah. they now are trying to build off of. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the that sets the, the that only sets the floor. Yeah, that only sets that, the floor. Okay. The, the, the arm talent sets the floor. The character sets the ceiling. Okay. All right, so what do you see there? Listen, let's see how he handles coming back from an adverse situation, yeah. being criticized because everybody was still giving him his roses after week one. Let's see how he comes back and goes to the lab and makes sure that he doesn't get tricked by a much better defense and doesn't you know, fall for the banana tailpipe and get into a you-know-what measuring contest mm. where he's trying to prove that he's better and how great he can do this arm when sometimes, like, like um, Salah said, you can win boring. It kind of it's felt okay. like that's what he was yeah. doing against the Patriots. Yeah, Almost sh- like he was like, let me show you what I can do with my arm. Like, I can I can make that throw. I think, like, that's the thing. I think he has so much confidence maturity, yeah. in his skill set that he had to, yeah, that he almost had to learn, like, listen. And what was it everybody was saying? Just because you can yeah. doesn't mean you should. Right. So greatness is doing the little things on a consistent basis. Anybody can do something spectacular. Like I say all the time, a blind squirrel can get a nut. Like every once in a while, a guy can hit a tremendous home run. But can you hit in between the shift? Can you find the open receiver? Can you find the the, the gap in between cover two, understanding where to go with the ball? Can you look off the safety on, on, on cover one to get him to lean there just enough where when he does recognize he can't get over and, and close the, the gap? Defense with those eyes, those yeah. are the little things, right? Yeah. Those are the little things that make the difference from being good to great, right? And can he do that? Everybody knows he can throw the ball 70, 80 yards. Okay, but how many opportunities or t- chances are you going to get where that's active you in the game? Mm. Once, twice, right. three times a game. But you got to do those other things to get to that. Patience, grasshopper. Patience. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We go back to the calls. Marvin's in Linden. Marvin. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's happening, Marvin? What up? Uh, Bar Scott, shout out to you. A huge Jets fan. Allen, same thing. Nick. Well, so I'm going through it just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Sam Darnold, look, I'm happy for him. 
I understand what we had, and we did him zero favors while he was here. Uh, I'm just happy that he's in a, in a better space. Uh, I think with, with Zach, we do have something special, but we just can't mess him up like we did Sam. You know, we're looking what Sam can do with weapons, as you guys have been alluding to. Um, you know, and he's a better team. And I think Zach, we just got to give him that time. You know, when these young quarterbacks are are on the field and they got to worry about getting hit and doing something, they can't focus on the game. And I think that was Sam's issue was he was too worried about getting killed on the field. You know, while he's trying to learn everything, so that's kind of a mess him up. And you know, the Jets did no favor. You know, I, I completely blame, blame Chris Christopher Johnson for that and hiring Adam Gates and all that nonsense. But I think we finally got it right with our regime. Um, and I think Joe Douglas is actually going to take us there. And I think we're going to shock the world in the future. We just got to be patient. Patience, yeah, that's the thing. Thank you, Marvin. You know, Bart, it's funny. He said you got to give him time. It's like it, it's a double meaning. You got to give him time, meaning you know days, years, whatever. Yeah. But you also got to give him time, like protection. Yeah. <laughs> like give him time to assess, see the I, field, make the throws. I hope over there at One Jets Drive, I hope they have permanently blocked Peyton Manning's number. We don't want no more suggestions oh, from Peyton yeah. Manning. Yeah, we don't want no more. About a waste of two years. We don't want nothing from Peyton Manning. We don't need him calling about nobody, nothing, unless he want to come shoot an episode of his show over there. We we good on everything Peyton. How about Woody also just saying to Chris, like, oh, I'm running. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the captain again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me, Chris. Chris, little bro. <laughs> I the captain. Milton's in Brooklyn, Milton. Hey, guys. How you guys doing today? What's up, man? Hey, listen. You know, I always say this. The Jets never won nothing until we get a home stadium in New, in New York first. I feel the same way. And and, and it seems like every couple of years we go through this cycle where we get a new coach, new quarterback, and then it, you know, it fizzles out. Todd Bowles. Then we had this other clown that they got from Miami. Now we got Sirlock. And I'm not saying, you know, that he's not a good coach, but he's a new head coach. And we have a new quarterback. And listen, I've been patient since Joe Namath days. Mm. And we don't seem to be getting anywhere. Yeah. Now, Milton, here's what I'll say to that, because I agree with you, first of all, and thanks for the call. I I, I still feel the same way. Like, got to get get your own building, get your own identity. But when, when Bar, when you were on those teams, you guys owned that building. So that building was green when you guys were winning as well. And it did feel like a home. It was loud. Yeah. So, but I just, I, I just don't like sharing, okay? I don't like sharing the building. I hate it, but it is what it is. And now you're seeing it in L.A. But the, the, the patience thing, I'll, I'll repeat this one more time. This is a new regime. You're a fan of a franchise. You're a, your impatience is with the franchise, but it can't be with the current regime. They have a plan in place. You've got to let it play out. It takes time. Three to five years. That's a real thing. So let it, let it play out. And just you can say, I was there at the beginning when I saw this kid, when I saw Beckton, when I saw a couple of the other young players that you might be excited about, right? Carter, or whoever it is that you're excited about, you're going to have to watch this from the beginning. That's just the way it's going to go. This is 98.7 ESPN. Thursday night, week three begins in the NFL, and you got Sam Darnold and the Panthers going for 3-0. and They take on the Houston Texans, and another rookie quarterback gets a start. Davis Mills now will start as Tyrod Taylor is injured. So that's the game tonight, and I'm just asking fans, like, what? how am I supposed to feel as a Jets fan watching Sam Darnold? Am I supposed to feel good for him or just frustrated about the reality of another rebuild. So meanwhile, on that front, we'll get to your calls here in a moment, uh, and I'll pay off the tease also on the NBA story in a second too as well. 
Mike LaFleur, who's now the offensive coordinator with the Jets, he was talking about Zach Wilson. You, you mentioned it, Bar, right? You want to see character. How does he bounce back yeah. after an embarrassing four-interception performance last week? Here's LaFleur on what he expects from Zach Wilson. You just get right back to work, you know. After that game, you talk to him. You just make sure he's in a good state of mind, which he was. You know, he was obviously disappointed in himself, and I was disappointed with the offense and myself, not putting those guys in a great position to be successful. But then you get back to work on Monday. We've said it from the start when he got here to going into next year. There's going to be ups and downs for, for him, this offense, for myself, for everybody. And all you can ask for anyone on this offense, including him, is you come into work on Monday and you fix the mistakes and you keep on trying to improve. And that's what he's done. He's always going to do that. He's unflappable. He really is. His mindset hasn't changed. He was so excited. We all can relate back to when we played. When you don't have what you'd consider your greatest game, you just can't wait to get back out on the field. It can't come fast enough, and that's what yesterday felt like for him, and he's eager to get back out there today. Consistency, the most important thing, right, Bart? Just the Absolutely. idea of just staying staying just every day, just do the same thing, keep doing it, keep doing it, and don't let the highs and the lows impact the work. It comes down to decision-making, right? That's all it is. Take what the defense gives you. Every once in a while you can take shots, but make sure that they're educated chances and risk. Like the, the thing is, you don't have to be special. Like, listen, what happens is when you try and press and, and, and make up for other people's shortcomings, then now the coach has to correct them and you. Right, but if you do your job, then we can get the the problem corrected. We can see, oh, these receivers ain't getting separation, so it's the receivers, mm. or these receivers can't catch, or these receivers this. But then when you compound the problem by throwing bad balls into coverages because yeah. you're trying to be a superhero, yep. we don't need you to be a superhero. You you can't. First of all, you you're not equipped to be a superhero. I don't care how great your arm is. You don't listen. Other people that the game is slowed down for that are supposed to be the superheroes. Right now, bro, you Robin. You might not even be Robin. You Alfred. You know what I'm saying? Let <laughs> Let, let, let the people that we pay the big bucks, like C.J. Mosley that's paid to be a star, be a star. Let Quentin Williams, who's been here for a while. Remember, Quentin Williams wasn't a superstar his first year. It took him time. So why do you think you better than everybody? Like, you're some superhuman person that can skip the steps. Wants, it's wanted, though. You know no, what I mean? I understand it's, it's that. Wanted. I, just I understand want it. But you can want help. it too much. What I, how you help is by not putting the defense on the field four extra times. Yes. So understand that. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of humility to understand that. Like, you don't think Mac Jones would say, hey, Belichick, I want to throw it downfield. He can. No, right. He yeah, like, we he know like, he can. Go in here. He's like, Mick, I don't want to use my left arm. Punch that back 500 times hard. And I see you use your right arm, I'm going to cut it off. Right? <laughs> so listen, don't you don't think Mac Jones is frustrated? But guess what? They're winning, right? Yeah. And then they're growing. You grow into that. Take baby steps, bro. You think you're going to come from BYU and just come in and start slanging it all over the place? Mm-hmm. What the hell do you think you are, Cam Newton? Yeah, yeah. No! It's something to watch this week, all right, and against a very good defense. So, you know, but the consistency part with this kid, he said he's unflappable. That's important for him to stay, you know, ice water in the veins, especially in New York, but especially off a week like that. That's where it's already tested. Meanwhile, speaking of, again, the offensive coordinator is talking today, Jason Garrett, remember all the way back to last week, last Thursday when the Giants played and they lost that really just a brutal loss to Washington, there was a blow up on the sidelines with Kenny Galladay, and it looked at first like it was with Daniel Jones. But Galladay made it clear, no, no, my issue wasn't with Daniel Jones. It was with Jason Garrett. And every Giants fan raised their hand saying, hey, hey, get in line. We all got a problem with him too. But Galladay said they worked it out and everything's fine. And Jason Garrett talked about he and Kenny Galladay and how they've worked things out. 
To me, it's not a big deal at all. We're excited about having Kenny Galladay here. We liked him a lot in free agency, and we brought him here. He's done a really good job for us. I love the guy. I love his competitive spirit. We talk a lot about passion, emotion, enthusiasm in our players. That's line one, and demonstrating that. We talk a lot about fighting and competing. You know, he's a guy who wants to be a part of this thing. Missed a lot of time during training camp. He's done a good job when he's gotten some opportunities here in the first couple weeks. Had a couple in that game the other day that, you know, unfortunately we didn't finish, and probably had some frustration, and that's stuff happens on sidelines all the time you know we ask our players when they're between the stripes to go out there and compete and battle and scratch and claw and can't say when they come to the sideline all of a sudden we're choir boys again we understand that i've been on sidelines for a long long time so that happens but he and i had a good visit after the game uh was not an issue at all uh going forward there's always better ways to handle things as you go forward better ways to communicate but it wasn't a big deal to me and to our team at all all right, so they, they, they have figured things out, at least for now, but it ha- you have a feeling, though, that that might flare up again if things don't get better um, with that offense. Now, more issues for the Giants. So you remember Nick Gates, they lose him, the center, that they moved over to guard. They lose him in a gruesome injury, and that's tough for an offensive line that we know is under siege. Well, Shane Lemieux now out for the season as well, so you lose another starter, another guy they were depending on. Again, so for the Giants, I mean, that's the one area that you know they were having issues, and now injuries starting to become a, more of an issue to their depth yeah. at the offensive line. So also a storyline to keep in mind. By the way, Eli Manning, his number 10, will be officially retired by the Giants on Sunday. So a big day for the Giants on many levels. Didn't they just do straight hands? Well, man, they just, man, you talk about trying to deflect, man. Hey, look at this shiny stuff. <laughs> we had great players. Like, bro. Well, I mean, <laughs> I get Eli it. just retired. No, he, I get it. But, so then why didn't Michael Strahan just get retired? Well, they put him in the ring of honor, right? Oh, that's what it was? was it Retired? Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Because remember, Eli and Justin Tuck went on on a uh, uh, good morning, yes. whatever, good to morning. To tell him, right. Yeah, to tell him. So they just go, see, that's a distraction. It's almost like in New York, we want to remind people of the good old days. We keep throwing out all the good old, all the guys to, to distract. You better win some damn games. We're not falling for that. Because <laughs> then you can't boo the Giants and, and cheer for Eli. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Well, These are the Falcons. Well, that better not be the happiest moment of the day. These are the Falcons, man. Come on, on man. Don't ruin Sunday. Eli Day. I hate when like, we used to have guys oh, come over and they get there. Remember, the worst one was uh, when Paul Pierce was playing in Boston. Why the hell would you schedule a day for Paul Pierce, the biggest LeBron hater, knowing that LeBron was going to try and ruin that. And he's looking there, man, like, man, my halftime speech, people going to be, they, they might leave the damn stadium today. Yeah, well. <laughs> like, don't do that, Giants, man. Like, schedule against some bumps. 3776 is the number. All right, let's go to TJ in the Bronx. TJ? <laughs> T-Jizzle. Hey, thanks for taking a call, man. I love the show. Thanks, man. What's I'm up? sorry, I, I think... You say he's worried about the Jets, I mean, uh, about the Panthers and Sam Darnold. The hell with him. He's gone. He's on a better team. They got an uh, offensive line. Uh, we got to worry about our guy, Zach, and if we made the right pick or not. And I well, think I we mean, did. you're watching. That you're, you're a football fan. You're watching tonight because it's the only game on, and it's an interesting game, and that's uh, you can't help but think. I mean, that's your ex. I mean, there he is, you know, and, and, and he's succeeding, and that's why I asked the question, TJ, just how – you know, yeah, of course, I'm more concerned with Zach Wilson now in the Jets. Sam's no longer a Jet, but you know, there's I I don't know. There's a part of me that's going to be watching this game, feeling a certain way. It can't help it. It's just the reality of it. You can think you're allowed to think that because it was an option. If you kept Sam and traded the two pick for multiple picks, what you know, what how would you look right now? But I don't know. Would you be any closer to being a team that could contend for a Super Bowl? 
And then Zach Wilson in five years could become what all these experts think he's got the potential to become. Then you're kicking yourself for not drafting him. It's the immediacy of it. It's the lack of patience. It's, well, I wanted it to happen right away because I see Sam is doing well. It's not easy to get through watching your ex have success while you're still, you know, swiping right. Let's go to Doug in Florida, Doug. Alan and Bart, it's great. Appreciate the <laughs> taking my call. Thank you. You actually know my son very well. He's not uh, with you this week, or because of a baby. But uh, anyway, it's uh, oh Jay Dub say that Jay Dizzle. What? Yeah, John. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, we got you. Go ahead, Doug. We say Jay Dizzle. We're, right? we're just guessing. We're guessing when you said your son. We're John. John, right? Jay Dub. Yes. Yes. So that would make you yes. Papa Smurf. Congratulations, yeah, congratulations. Papa Smurf. <laughs> the grandfather again. <laughs> and again. Yes, indeed. He keeps shooting up the club. Uh, multiple That's right. times. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I'm very, I'm very proud of him. Awesome. But um, what I wanted to say that uh, I think, I think uh, as far as Sam Donald's concerned, I was ecstatic when the Jets got to pick him a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, there, there was optimism in the beginning even though we threw that first pick for a touchdown against yeah, Detroit, but there was optimism. Right. And then uh, disappointment. Well, remember, after and that game, you got mono. Yeah, well, not that game. Later. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, first was, the, game, that first, was the year that later. Was next year. That was the next year. No, so no, that he, was the no, year later. He got benched because he hurt his ankle. We were saying, oh, he really ankle ain't really hurt. They gave him a time for oh a breather. These, these and blend. then next year, he had mono. Then the year after that, it was COVID. Yeah, I mean, there was various things with Sam, and you just – you wondered if he was ever going to make it with the Jets. And, mm-hmm. you know, when Joe Flacco came in to relieve him last year, he was moving the team. Well, Sam couldn't do the same thing. I, I couldn't understand it. But yeah, and, and I'm what glad else they you... have Zach Wilson. I think he was overhyped for this past week because it was the first home game for the yeah, Jets. He wanted yeah. to show the fans yep. what he could do. And I think he was just overhyped. And I think he'll settle down. And I think he's going to be a great quarterback for the Jets. Papa Smurf, you hit the nail right on the head. What happens is he's trying to show off that it's differences in his levels to me and Mac Jones. I have a stronger arm. I'm the better prospect. So he's he's fighting that narrative over there. But then he wants to show off in front of his home fans because they've been excited. They've heard the, you know all the experts talk about how talented he is. He has to understand that That's sometimes right. he has to be – it takes tremendous maturity to be able to do something but to decide not to because it's not best for the team. Like, hey – let me just work myself into this game. He tried to get out early and show everybody so he can win the crowd. And he just needs to understand right. he needs to just win the play. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, was, I was ecstatic when I saw the, the offensive line actually block. Yeah. And then he's throwing picks all over the place. And I said, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> anyway, it was. Maybe I it was the home opener. I still have high hopes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you have to at this point. Doug, thanks so much. All the best. Well, See you later, Papa Smurf. Well. All right, you got it. All right, it. take care. So, I have mean, you seen Jay Jizzle lately? Man, I don't, he, he's letting the beard go, man. Like, mm-hmm. remember, we always talk about him with the um, with the little Homer beard, right? The little five o'clock shadow. That thing is starting to curl a little bit. He I mean, out there looking. <laughs> he's starting to like. It's starting to come out. Yeah, you know, because I see him because he's starting he could, to fill out. You mean? Yeah, right? yeah. Is he going Nick Mangold on yeah. us? Is that where he's going? He's not. He's not Fat Thor yet, but he's he's growing it. <laughs> All right. This is ninety eight point seven. ESPN. Do you know, like, so I was just mentioning, right, how Shane Lemieux now, it seems like he's out for the season for the yeah. Giants. That offensive line just taking a beating. Nick Gates, I told you, but we remember. They signed five of them. Who knew, they, who knew they were going to have to keep all Man, of them? It's amazing. But um, 
Nick Gates is still in the hospital in Virginia. Wow. So he's it's more procedures now on this leg. Now I know he went Moss to Instagram mm. and you know walking. showed himself walking with a walker on that. But he, he told his agent that he snapped it in in two. Yeah, so that I mean they had to put the ride in it. But the fact that he's walking already is surprising. It's amazing that they that would they would even allow him, him do to do that. But I wonder if like is it like Alex Smith where it's going to be multiple surgeries where they got the uh, rides right. in? There's multiple procedures that are still to come. That's why he's still in the hospital. But how about this when Joe Judge was asked? If uh, Jordan Renan has this story, uh, if Joe Judge was asked if he could, com- could you completely rule out the possibility of it being a career-ending injury for Gates? He said, "I'd be lying from my perspective if I said no." Well, he said, "He said, could you hundred percent rule it out? Like anytime you have an injury of that magnitude." You know, it can be career ending. Did add we're confident he's going to be able to come back, and uh, Gates's agent. Guaranteed. He said, mark my words, Nick will be back in blue next year. And that That's what he's saying. They He'll be back in blue next year. But it was, I mean, it was. Well, we saw. Like, we, they didn't want to show the replay. It was that. Yeah. Like, we've seen some pretty gross just, replays. I mean, just last year, injuries. though, with Dak Prescott. Look what he's doing less than a year later. That's but now he's not pushing. Now he's, he's not, not pushing. Pounds, and though. he's not pushing somebody, right? Yeah, like, it, that's a lot different. When, yeah, but he's back. It, it all depends on, like, we saw Alex Smith with that. And Alex Again, Smith, yeah. not 300 pounds. I'm yeah. sorry. It's a much different I'm trying story. To think of the, I'm trying to find a fat boy. <laughs> I'm trying to find one. I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm, I'm wishing him only boy. the best. Yeah. I'm wishing him well. Really am. But it's just like reading that really is, is you know, is jarring. Yeah, man. Meanwhile, let me get to this while we still have a, about a few minutes here before we get to the K show. And because it, it, yesterday we talked about Ben Simmons a yeah. lot about Ben Simmons and his situation. And I already ruled out. Don't even think about the Knicks. Stephen A. tried to suggest the Nets, if only they would be willing to trade Kyrie. And KD says no to that. Um, so that's got to get figured out. But one team that the Sixers have been talking to is Minnesota about Ben Simmons. But you know what just happened uh, yesterday or today? They fired their GM. Ah, so Gerson Rosas now has been that? is out. Ah, but, but the new people may be motivated. Let's, well, this is remember A Rod is part of the new ownership there, and six days before training camp starts, the GM is gone, <laughs> and he made a ton of you know he's making some moves there. They're trying to revitalize a franchise which has been dormant for years. And I don't understand the what? one year that the two years that Tibbs was there, the one year they actually were competitive. So are they going to strip it all the way down then? Is that what well, said? no, I don't think they want to do that, but this is what you want to keep an eye on. Carl Anthony Towns just tweeted WTF. Yeah. Nothing else. No other reference, nothing. Now, what else do you think he's referencing? Of course. I mean, what are we doing here? He's what are we the, doing with this franchise? He's been through so much. He's been there, right? All these other guys, like Edwards just got there. D'Angelo Russell. His name Russell. That's right? his guy, right? D'Angelo yeah. Russell. So, yeah. so if, if he leaves, then what does that mean for D'Angelo Russell? Right, so like, would you send? Well, you don't have a GM right now, and Ben Simmons is available. It'd be really good to get a player like that, wouldn't it? But 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 would the would would the Sixers want a guy like like because they seem well, they like don't they want Carl Towns. No, no, no. That's you, what I'm okay. You okay. wouldn't trade Carl Towns for him. Three teams, but, right? But this is more of when does Carl Anthony Towns go? I, I'm done with this. Get me out of here. I thought we've been talking about Carl Anthony Towns last year. We were. maybe wanting to come back home. We were here, but yes. now they made the commitment to Julius Randle long puts, term. Again, which is why I wanted to bring this up because you know what happens when that happens and then people start saying, oh, Carl Anthony Towns wants to get traded. Oh, wait, did Carl Anthony Towns go to college, Bart? Kentucky. Mm. Oh, wait, wait. Well, who was he represented by? Oh, CAA. Mm. Well, that's an obvious fit with the Knicks, right? Mm-hmm. And he was coached by Tibbs before, right? Obvious fit. So you uh, before, and I'm Don't doing they hate this. Each other? This is a public service announcement. Before we anybody tries to create this idea of Carl Anthony Towns to the Knicks, let me just put it out there. 
Not going to happen. Okay. And there's a reason for it. Number one, yes, fully committed to Julius Randle, a four. Yeah. And you say, well, Carlton Town could play five. Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson fits better with what cheap. they want yeah, to do. And cheap. right, right, exactly. And I'm not so sure that Tibbs and Carl Anthony Towns really got along great. So tell me this. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns would play for Tibbs anyway. I don't think this would be where okay. he'd want, and I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not me, sure Tibbs would want him either. Well, well tell me this. If they're going to seem like they're going to mix it up and blow it up and say Carl Anthony Towns wants out, you know D'Angelo Russell's right behind him, so would you want D'Lo? Would you want D'Lo? Yeah, Allen. I don't know. Would you want D'Lo? He's, he, when he was with the Nets, he looked really good. He hasn't been quite the same since. That's because Edwards thinks he's Michael Golden Jordan. State, but Golden State, you know, uh, and then he got hurt in Minnesota. I don't know, man. Well, we know he's going to be available, or if that happens, like, who knows? Like, this, I mean, Minnesota could be pushing the reset button all over again. Yeah, and you know, another thing to keep an eye on, too, you know who they need? Golden State, Andrew Wiggins. I told you this is going to be a story. Andrew Wiggins is not vaccinated. Yeah, and you know he's he's come public with that. Don't don't. He lie. won't be able to play. Yeah. in home games mm-hmm. for Golden State because he's not vaccinated. I told you that rule. So don't in San Francisco and New York City up, home yeah. team players who are not vaccinated cannot play. You hear that, Allen? In their arena. What's that? You hear that? I, I hear Nets players laughing. I hear people laughing. Don't laugh so far over here about how about Wiggins, what's going on on the other coast, because we don't know if Kyrie or what's going on, if he's going to get vaccinated, because you can have that same issue going on over here. I don't know if Kyrie's vaccinated, but we, we know, know that he's his own man. He can care less. If he's well, dug assume, in, he's yeah, dug we, in. We can't, I, I'm not assuming. We're not assuming anything, right. but we're going to find out, because soon enough, in a couple of weeks, there'll be preseason games. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks play one on August 5th, yeah. on October 5th. So, so we'll know... If there are any Nick players, because whoever's just not playing, yeah. you're like, well, why isn't he playing? They, the Knicks can't tell right. you. And what's the, the deb- player has to say it. The Knicks can't say it, but he won't be able to play. So, Legally, will not be able to play. So what's the decisions? Like, you're going to have to trade him. That's what I'm saying. Golden State that's can't have a starter who can't play half the game. That's what I'm saying. So like, that's what I'm talking about. So if Kyrie says that too, what do you do there? What do you go to Kevin Durant? Like, yo, this dude won't do it. I, we just I don't go, want to hypothetical we just, something we, like this. We're just going to go get Ben Simmons. Oh, you can get what you want. Well, no, but I don't want a hypothetical something like that. I, well, let we that have become the, we have official okay. before we know. Let's you know let it I mean? marinate. Let's let it marinate. But what I mean, though, is it is something to watch here for so, the NBA. This was not an issue for the NFL because it's an outdoor stadium. It's not an, not an issue for Major League Baseball, outdoor stadium. But indoor stadium, yeah. it's an issue. Indoors. And for both teams here in New York, you could have a situation where you have a player on your roster who's in your rotation or even in your starting lineup who is not available to you because of this rule. And how do you handle it as a team? What do you do? And we already know Golden State has this issue. They already do. Stephen A. said it on first take today. you got to trade him. This sounds like a beat to continue. Or the kid's got to say, all right, I'll get the vaccine. But he is against it. This had to be. The Islanders have a player. They just started training camp. They have a player who was not invited. He's a good player. Bodie Wild was not invited to camp because he's not vaccinated. Mm. And he made it clear that he's not vaccinated. He went on Instagram and commented about his own choice. To be continued. And it's just this, this, this is a story. An issue for sports in New York and in San Francisco. Mm. And it's going to become one louder and louder. So keep an eye on that. Texas teams are, we'll take you. Mm. Come on down. This is 98.7 ESPN.